Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good morning and welcome to Leading Off with True Blue LA. I'm your host, Eric Steven, and I have with me today, Jacob Birch. Jacob, how are you doing? Doing wonderful. Uh, to close out uh, the 2022 uh, year, uh, we have a few Dodgers rewinds for you. Normally we have one per episode. There, not that there wasn't a ton of information on these guys. There, There is, but just in terms of Dodger stuff, it's a little condensed. So we, we're sort of giving you two for one. Um, first up is Doyle Alexander. Uh, before we go, do you know anything about Doyle Alexander before we start this? I know his name is Doyle Alexander (laughs) and I, uh, based on the trivia question coming up, I assume he's a pitcher. Yeah. I, growing up in the eighties, uh, by the time I got to him, uh, to see him, he was in his like late thirties. Now this was also an era where a lot of pitchers pitch into their forties. And so he, he always, and he also sort of. He looks older, or he looked older when he was not old, <laughs> so he has sort of the old face, as it were. Um, but no, uh, he was... That's also like a, a Dead Bull era name. <laughs> right, Doyle, yeah. <laughs> Doyle Alexander, right? Like, first of all, Alexander Doyle, it, that also works, right? Like, it could it could be either way. You, you gotta love someone who, who um, whose name can work that way. Um, Do I? You you have to. It's a rule. <laughs> I, I'm decreeing it now. Um, so his time with the Dodgers was very brief. Um, he was part of the team's uh, draft hall in 1968. 
widely considered to be like the best drafting season ever. Back then, there there were four different drafts, though, like the regular June one, which we have now. There was also a June secondary draft. There was also a January draft and a January secondary draft. But Alexander was picked in the ninth round of the regular June draft out of a um, school in high school in Alabama. He grew up there. He played Little League there. Um, so he had the most career war, 35 in all, from the Dodgers' regular June draft that year. Joe Ferguson was next. He was 21 war in the eighth round. Bill Buckner was in the second round. He only had 15 war in his career. I would say that does not that total does not do Bill Buckner justice. I think he was he was better than that. But I'm not here to quibble about the war total. Um, Bobby Valentine was the Dodgers' first round pick that year. He was sort of his playing career was sort of marred by injuries, but um, obviously went on to be um, big league manager for a while. Um, Tom Pishorek was in the fifth round. He was a Dodgers rewind earlier this year in June. Um, also drafted that year by the Dodgers in the January secondary phase draft, which I mentioned, um, Davey Lopes and pitcher Jeff Zahn, who Jeff Zahn pitched a long time in the majors too. Um, in the June secondary phase, Steve Garvey and Ron Say. So three quarters of the infield were all like secured in the 1968 drafting season, as it were. Um, Alexander, he shot through the minors. He reached double A at 18. He made 19 starts with, in AAA Spokane at age 19 in 1970. Now, Spokane at the time was managed by Tommy Lasorda. This was just before he sort of uh, went up to join the uh, Major League coaching staff. Um, Alexander had a 3.44 ERA in 15 starts in 1971. He got the call up to the majors at age 20 that June. Um, he allowed two runs and in eight innings to the Padres at Dodger Stadium in his Major League debut that game. Went 13 innings, so he got a no decision. The Dodgers won it later. So in his MLB debut, Alexander was 20 years and 295 days old. At the time, he was the third youngest Dodgers or third youngest pitcher to debut as a starter for the Los Angeles Dodgers. Now he's ninth. Question, my trivia question to you, which we'll get to later. Uh, which who is the youngest starting pitcher to debut for the Do- LA Dodgers? I'll uh think about that i'll think about it um so alexander that year was in the rotation for most of the rest of the year he pitched four complete games that was sort of also the style at the time (laughs) (laughs) i sound like gabe simpson right now um uh he had a 173 era in august he won four games that month he sort of stalled in september though he allowed get a nine era in 14 innings he was removed from the rotation down the stretch that year the dodgers were like a surprise contender or maybe a little bit ahead of schedule. They had a race with the Giants that went down to the final day of the season. The Giants won the NL West that year. Um, at December, the Dodgers traded Alexander to the Orioles. He was one of four players sent to Baltimore for Frank Robinson, who I believe was 36 at the time, but also obviously um, a superstar, Hall of Famer, and pitcher Pete Richard or Rickert, which, who originally was a Dodger and then was traded away and came back to him. But on that same day, the Dodgers also traded Dick Allen to the White Sox in a deal that got them Tommy John, so it was pretty momentous. Um, Allen would win the AL MVP, though, for the White Sox in 1972. Um, Tommy John was famous in his own right, really good on the mound, but also had the surgery that bared his name. Um, Alexander, in his career, was traded a whopping seven times in his 19-year career. Um, 22 other players were in those seven trades, 
Um, his career was bookended by getting traded for Hall of Famers. First was Robinson. And then in uh, August 1987, in, after the, uh, like during the waiver period, he was traded. He was then almost 37. Uh, he was traded from by the Braves to the Tigers for a minor leaguer named John Smoltz. Um, Smoltz was 20 at the time. He had a 568 ERA in double A with 81 walks and 86 strikeouts that year. So less than one year later, he made his major league debut with the Braves. And you can still hear him to this day on broadcast and he's in the hall of fame, et cetera, et cetera. Obviously Atlanta got the getting small, massive success, huge part of their like domination of the national league for the nineties into the two thousands. Alexander, who he had held out earlier uh, in the season with Atlanta, this was also like prime collusion years for Major League Baseball. That was part of it. He told the Associated Press at the time of the deal, quote, this team needs young talent. It's a lot more exciting to be in a pennant race. That's where everybody wants to be. I would have liked to have done that here. But unfortunately, this ball club isn't there. This organization has a long way to go, unquote. Um, He was right. (laughs) The Braves finished fifth in the six-team NL West in 87. That was the third straight year they were fifth or sixth. And then in the next three years, they did finish sixth in each of those three in 88 to 90. And then they never stopped winning pretty much <laughs> since then. Um, so, but that that trade, I think, it, it, to me, it's like an ideal of both sides getting exactly what they wanted. Now, Detroit was in a dogfight that year with the Blue Jays for the AL East. Um, Alexander with the Tigers was awesome. Like he was nine and zero with a 153 ERA. They won all 11 of his starts. He averaged over eight innings per start. <laughs> he was as good as they could have possibly imagined. And they won the division by one game. And so they absolutely needed him. They entered the the final weekend of the season um, in Toronto, playing the Blue Jays with the Blue Jays up by a game in the AL East. Alexander won the first game of the series, and then Detroit swept the season, the series and won the division. Damn near perfect acquisition for them. However, <laughs> the reason that we're, we don't think of it as such is because in, in the ALCS against the Twins, it was a disaster. So uh, in game one, um, Alexander trailed early uh, to the Twins, but the Tigers rallied and took a 5-4 lead into the eighth. He's still pitching. In the bottom of the inning, he, he allowed a single, a bump pop-up, and a double to tie the game. Then he got pulled, and then Minnesota scored four runs in the inning to win. In game four, uh, Minnesota picket fenced him. They had single runs in the third, fourth, fifth, and sixth. So he was done after five and a third. The Twins won. They took a 3-1 series lead, and then they won the series and went to the, uh, uh, AL, they won the ALCS in five games. So he allowed 10 runs in nine innings in that ALCS. Alexander did, and he fell to 0 and 5 with an 8.38 ERA in six career postseason starts. So that's that's brutal. He did pitch two more full seasons for Detroit, starting 65 games. He was also well below average. He had an 88 ERA plus, but he did pitch 452 innings because that's what starters did back then. Um, he still had an incredible career. He pitched 19 years in the majors. That's great. Uh, he was a little above average, but I mean, to have a, he had a 103 ERA plus in his career, but to do that over 19 seasons is incredible. He won 194 games. Um, he pitched 3,367 and two thirds innings. I also thought his career was sort of instructive when it comes to pitchers hitting. 
I, I came across this from the Associated Press in May 1970. This was when Alexander was in, was in AA Albuquerque with the Dodgers. The lead of the story was, quote, Albuquerque's Doyle Alexander hasn't heard the old saw about pitchers can't hit. Um, he had a two-run single to help win that game for Albuquerque. In four years in the minors, he hit 271 um, with a 649 OPS uh, in 235 plate appearances. He was nine for 33 with the Dodgers. That's a 606 OPS. Now, not great, but, you know, not terrible. Um the DH came in 1973, and then Alexander pitched mostly in the American League, so he pretty much rarely batted. Uh, he only batted again in 1972 because there was no DH with the Orioles. In 80 and 81 with the Giants, and then 86, 87 with the Braves. So with the Dodgers, 649 OPS in the minors, 606 OPS with LA, and then after that, a 360 OPS because he just was out of practice and never really hit. So uh, a skill can atrophy, I think, if you just don't hone it for a while. But back to his debut with the Dodgers, he was 20 years old, 20 years, 295 days old. The Now the ninth youngest L.A. Dodger uh, debut starting pitcher. Jacob, who was the first? Uh, how about Julio Urias? Jacob, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 19 years, 289 days old, uh, May 27th, 2016. Do you have any idea who the other seven pitchers are in between Urias and Alexander? Uh, let's let's you, just... You've seen at least two of them. Uh, Clayton Kershaw. Kershaw's third, uh, 20 years, 67 days old in, in 2008. Uh... uh... Let's I'll just, give you. I'll give you a hint. The uh, second place person is tw- pitched on his twentieth birthday. I, I against uh, against Randy Johnson. Yeah, okay. It was a day yeah. shy of Edward his twentieth birthday. Yeah. <laughs> I just. I was getting there. <laughs> All right. Um, the other um, Mike Kekich, who uh, in 1965 debuted for the Dodgers, more famous in the 70s for wife swapping uh, with teammate Fritz Peterson. That's just what a wild time that was. Um, Dennis Reyes in 1997 for the Dodgers. Now he was a lefty, and everyone and he, he was from Mexico. Everyone compared him to Fernando. This was in 97. Now, but I remember he stopped an incredibly long, record long streak by the Dodgers that went back like five years. For they they did not have a left handed starting pitcher um, since like Bobby Ojeda in like something like 92. <laughs> Um, it, it was an insane amount of games uh, with all right-handed starting pitchers, but he broke that streak. Uh, Rick Sutcliffe in 1976, um, uh, Ramon Martinez in 1988, and Bill Singer in 1964. But you you nailed that one. I think you did really good. I'm proud of myself. So that was our little mini rewind of Doyle Alexander. Um, now we were going to take a break, and I will bring you another player uh, who was well before both of our times after the break. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Jacob, how much do you know about the Brooklyn Superbas? Uh, I know it's a really cool team name and that it, they eventually became the Dodgers. How's that? Can you, ma- can you imagine if they were still the Superbas? Like, I'm <laughs> sure we would we would have adjusted, obviously, no matter what they were, but... It, what a different history it would have been if they were the Superbas, like all the all the pun headlines. Although, I mean, that said, it's not like the Dodgers. You know, that's a, a well known. Ah, yes, uh, name to begin it, with. It's so. well known because they are the Dodgers, right? Yeah. Like that's yeah. So that's what I mean. Like I, I do wonder, like uh, just alternate history, that sort of thing. But before we get ahead of ourselves, um, Jack McCarthy is our next rewind. Um, he was a left fielder who played for Brooklyn in 1906 and 1907, uh, much more obscure than Doyle Alexander, I think. Um, he played for 12 years in the majors, the last decade of the 19th century and the first decade of the 20th century. He first played with the Reds, the Pirates, the Cubs, and Cleveland before joining the Superbas. Um, in December 1905, Brooklyn traded, I would say, star outfielder. Now, obviously, the All-Star game didn't exist, but I think, he probably qualifies as a star or at least close to it. Jimmy Sheckard, um, they traded him to the Cubs for four players. They got McCarthy. We got a third baseman named James Casey, a center fielder named Billy Maloney, and a pitcher named Buttons Briggs <laughs> and Cash. Now, I looked this up as an aside. Buttons' given nickname was Herbert Theodore Briggs. From baseball reference, um, uh, from sorry, from the book Baseball Nicknames by James Skipper. This was cited on Baseball Reference. Quote, Briggs was nicknamed Buttons by his teammates. When he first joined the Chicago team in 1896, he wore a long gray robe in the locker room that had huge white pearl buttons down the front. About all his teammates could see was the huge white buttons when they looked his way. So that's that's like a perfect nickname origin story. Perhaps Joe um, Bible's inspiration? Mm, wait a minute. <laughs> You mean you mean buttons Bible? <laughs> oh, good lord! What a fun time. Um, we have fun on this. Um, Sheckard uh, with the Cubs. He played in four World Series in his first five years with the Cubs. Some something no one can ever say again. No, um, just what a what a wild time that was. Now, right away, that 1906 team was awesome. They uh, they won 116 games. Uh, and then they were upset in the playoffs. Imagine that, Jacob, a team setting a, a wins record <laughs> and then not, not coming through in the playoffs. What a weird what Strange. a weird end. Doesn't happen in this era. To their rivals, no less, uh, the White Sox, the team that across town who was known as the Hitless Wonders, they beat the Cubs in that World Series. Sheckard himself was 0 for 21 in the Fall Classic, but we're not here to talk about Jimmy Sheckard. We're talking about Jack McCarthy. So he's 37 years old in his first year with the Dodgers. He only played in 91 games. He was pretty good, though. He was second on the team with a 304 batting average. Right fielder Harry Lumley hit 324, the only one ahead of him. McCarthy only played 25 games in 1907 before getting released in June. He hit just 220. That was his final major league season. But a couple things why I wanted to talk about McCarthy because that he stood out to me. 
Um, I'll get to why I got to him in a second, but in his career, he hit eight home runs in 12 seasons. Now, again, this was the dead ball era, so it, I won't say it's uncommon or home runs were uncommon, but maybe not to the extent that he did not hit them, but all of those eight home runs came with the Pirates, four each in 1898 and 1899. So he was a league average hitter despite the lack of power. He had 100 OPS plus um, in his career. He also had um, 100 OPS plus in the eight years after his last home run. Um, but in baseball's modern era, which conveniently starts in 1900, uh, McCarthy's 3,011 plate appearances are by far the most of any player who does not have a home run in that time. Only two others reached 2,000 career plate appearances with no homers. Uh, Tom Oliver, he was the Red Sox center fielder from 1930 to 1933. Irv Hall uh, was the as an A's infielder from 1943 to 1946. Both of them had nearly 1,000 fewer plate appearances than McCarthy. So even with the no home runs, though, McCarthy's first year with the Dodgers was 304, 347, 351. That was a 125 OPS plus. He came on my radar because I was researching Justin Turner, who was age 37 in 2022. Um, McCarthy's one of only eight Dodgers age 37 or older with a 115 OPS plus in a season. Uh, I was researching this for Justin Turner. Like I said, he had a 116 OPS plus last year. If you, if you switch it to WRC+, plus, the same eight have the top seasons. McCarthy is uh, uh, up to 119 WRC+. Plus. Uh, Turner was at 123. So that's where I'm coming at with him. I will say this will be in Justin Turner's um, uh, 2002 season review, which you may or may not have read at this point. But um, everyone on the list, there's eight seasons, six players, um, all six players had this the season in their age 37 season. The only one who did it older was Jeff Kent, who went three straight years of doing this in uh, in in three years with in his, his time with the Dodgers. So the other thing that I thought of that was notable from McCarthy, this is from Wikipedia, citing a 1995 book by the name of Banana Bats and Ding Dong Ding Dong Balls by Dan Gutman. Quote. McCarthy suffered an unusual injury when he tripped over a broom used by the umpire to clean home plate and injured his ankle. Soon afterwards, a rule specified that umpires would clean home plate with a, br a whisk broom and store it in their pocket when not in use. So they just used to have like a broom sitting there, like a like a a rake in a sand trap or something like. And Jake McCarthy made made them change the rule by getting hurt. So kudos to him. Uh, aren't you glad you learned about Jake McCarthy on this day, Jacob? Jake or James? Jake. Ooh, what are, oh, Jack. It's Jack. Jack. There we go. <laughs> You're <laughs> Jacob. <laughs> yeah, that's what. <laughs> He's Jack. Neither of them are, neither of us are, or you are James. I uh, learned a look, lot. <laughs> look, uh, it's been a long year. Okay. We, yeah. like, we're, we're, we're allowed. No, uh, that's, that's our podcast for today. We brought you two rewinds. I'm, I hope you enjoyed it. Three, if you include Jake McCarthy. That's right. <laughs> Jacob McCarthy, Eric McCarthy, who knows? There's all sorts of folks. But that, that's our podcast for today. We'll, uh, we'll talk to you soon with another episode of Leading Off with True Blue Light. Thanks so much.